feel kind of like God. <laughs> and then this man with the devil on his hand came and took the hat. Free Britney. Free Britney. Preparing Teslas, dude. All right, because I'm a, I'm a experienced and certified Tesla repairman. You are, dude. You don't remember fucking they had us there at Tesla? Yeah, they liked our show. They they said they were gonna give us free Tesla, and then they found out the show was about weed and said they're not gonna give us free Tesla. But didn't Elon Musk smoke weed on like some fucking podcast or show or something? Was it Joe Rogan's? I don't know, man. All I know is he smoked some weed. There's like a picture. Are you serious? Yeah, there's a picture of him. Like, there's a like a picture of him smoking weed at one of the places I used to work. Uh, they had in 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 the office there was a, a picture. It was like this giant canvas print of Elon Musk smoking weed. It, it was a good picture. I I, I kind of want to get one for the studio. I don't know how. It could go right above the TV. Can we get one of Joe Biden smoking weed? Photoshop. Yeah. That'd be dope. Just put it up there. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, what the fuck am I... God damn fucking... Look at this shit. Feels like I'm working on a Tesla right now. How you been? I'm tired, but I'm I, good. I like that, right, that, that promotion. I'm, I'm pretty happy. I'm My, pretty... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the compliance manager now. You know? That's dope. Sounds pretty fancy, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, the best part is, is I can, I can, you know, as a compliance manager, I can go to any cannabis company. Is this the same as that? What? No. Are these all the same kinds of shatter? I'm assuming. Do you know what it is? Nah. They just gave it to you? Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Anyway. I wonder what's wrong. Nothing wrong with it? It's just a little tacky. Like a little sticky. It wasn't. I don't. I don't know if it's just super terpy. I felt or, that. I thought that maybe it was just because it's kind of warm, because it's kind of malleable. You know what I mean? That yeah. No, but like it was like that when they grammed it up. Because if we put it in that fridge there, I mean, yeah, it'll get hard. It'll, it'll harden up. <laughs> like my dude. Oh my god. Every, not when I put every it in, time. Not when I put it in the fridge. <laughs> I was supposed to say you put your dick in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> fucking that awkward. jack that jackass awkward. that jackass video where he put his dick in the fucking snake thing the snake oh my god dick. yeah like they they like dressed it up as a mouse yeah he was blow drying it with a blow dryer he's like i want it to be as big as it possibly can <laughs> well and they, they also wanted it to be warmer because that's what the snake goes for is oh, are you gonna do it dad yeah i was looking at I'm, I'm, I'm just reaching for my drink i don't know what you're talking about <clears throat> yep, yep, yep. So uh, let's let's talk about uh, this uh, this current oh, event. Oh my god! This just happened. This just happened. Uh, so you guys will already know about it by the time you hear this episode. But we're gonna talk about it anyway. Uh, so at a Travis Scott concert, uh, it's his festival. He does, I guess, it was called uh, Astro World or something like that. Um, apparently, there was a, a crowd surge. And uh, about at least eight people are dead. Um, and then hundreds are injured. Um, and it's basically just because people are fucking stupid and ignorant and don't give a fuck about other people. Um, like, number one, I don't I, I never understood the whole like rushing the stage in the first place. Like, 
just enjoy the fucking concert. Like, don't fucking ruin it for people. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's bullshit. Like, like man, dude. Every time, you know, every for 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 a while, I I I have a prediction, because I mean, I'm pretty sure that every fucking concert that we have for a while. Most of them are going to have fucking incidences because ain't nobody been out in like fucking three years and people forgot how to act around other people. But I, I, I would agree with that, but this is not an isolated incident at, that, 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 at that, Travis Scott's festival. That's what I'm saying. There uh, have been no previous, no, no in I'm previous saying, years, in previous years, people have still died at his festivals by being trampled to death by when they, they charge so, into the so, gate. So are you specifically so, putting it on Travis Scott? No, I'm well, or saying it's only he, he himself has called um on his fans to do some questionable shit. Right. And uh, yeah, no. So there was one concert he did where uh, there was like a upper balcony section and there was a guy like at the edge of the balcony and he like called him out and he was like, Hey, are you a fan? And the guy was like, yeah. And so he's like, then jump. And the dude fucking jumped and broke both of his legs and he's in a fucking wheelchair now. And like, and then there's another time where he was crowd surfing at a concert and some kid touched his shoe. And so Travis Scott called on his fans to beat the shit out of this kid who literally turned out to be a minor. So like he literally called on people to beat the fuck out of a minor and just watched it happen. Like Travis Scott kind of sounds like garbage to me. Like he sounds like a trash but human does, being. But doesn't the name sound like like a country music star? It really does. Travis Scott. Yeah. Isn't he like a rap star? Yeah, he's like? a rapper. I don't know. I ain't never heard of shit. I, might, I, I haven't I mean, either. I'm not. I might have. I mean, I probably have heard something of his, but I don't care to listen to him because he sounds like a garbage human being. Coming 2022. Nick and Dick's Firefest. <laughs> Firefest 2.0. With Travis Scott. Yeah. Headlining Travis Scott. <laughs> no. Fuck Ma- that. Machine Gun Kelly and Natalie Portman. Hey, I like Machine Gun Kelly though. I ain't heard none of his stuff, I don't think. I like I liked his rap. I like his his uh his rock stuff. Anybody like honestly, like the people that are talking shit, it's just I don't stupid. know. No, I don't know who like seriously, I don't know who these people are. Do you wanna know what I listen to? Every day when I'm at work, I put on my headphones and I listen to fucking, I got it on, what is it, Bass Nectar, nectar Bass Nectar? Bass Nectar, yeah. Bass Nectar Radio, and it just so, plays. So you like some dubstep? Yeah, I do. I mean, it's cool and it's kind of, well, it's it's something you don't have to think about. It, it kind of like, you know, when I want to do background, it. Background music, yeah. I want to drive fast. Yeah, and, uh, I, I'm kind of the same way with drum and bass. Like, I'll put on some drum and bass and I'll just fucking I just like mob hearing, in my car or whatever, the, uh, you know. What did you call it? The melody or yeah. whatever? The, you know, the, the tempo? <laughs> the, <laughs> the, 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 you know, like, just like the, the, the fucking, I guess, melody. I can't think of the actual word that I'm thinking about. Do you know what we need to do? We need to go to hmm. New York, dude, and find that piano at FAO Schwartz. Oh, from, uh, from Big? On, dude. It will play the song. Oh, my God. Yes. Dude, yes. Dude, that, that was like, dude, I watched that. I don't know what it is, man. I watched some of these old movies that I used to watch when I was a kid, and I'm a little bitch now, dude. I fucking, like, tear up and shit. Like, I get all nostalgic <laughs> and shit. I'm like, oh, man, I remember uh, when it used to be awesome. You know, you know. speaking of tearing up at shit, you know what I don't understand? 
Huh. Every time I watch fucking America's Got Talent, I cry like a little bitch. Are you serious? Yes. At least once an episode, I end up fucking crying. Right. And I'm just like, why? Before you said America, <laughs> I just heard America. I'm like, oh, no, don't say American History X. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Every time I watch American History X, I just cry like a little hey, baby. Dude, it's sad when Edward Furlong gets shot. Dude. It's Edward Norton. I mean, bro. no, Edward Furlong gets shot in that movie. Who the fuck is Edward Furlong? The kid that fucking played T2, John Connor. Oh, his brother? His little yeah, brother? Yeah, his little brother got shot. Is his name end. really Edward Furlong? Yeah, it's Edward Furlong. Really? Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm looking this up. American History X. Great movie, by the way, if you haven't seen it. American History yeah, I X. I understand it deals with racial it, things. It, but it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely... Uh, not a, a faint movie, a faint-hearted movie, I guess. Yeah, his name really is Edward Furlong. Wow. Well, come on. You know another movie that's great that has nothing to oh, do with... Oh, that is not Edward Furlong. Is a fucking... Uh, oh, it's a full metal jacket, dude. There are so oh many... Oh, my God. He does not look good now. Oh, God. He got fat. He, he looks like he's at a fucking AA meeting right there. <laughs> like, hi, my name's Edward. <laughs> hi, Edward. And I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> I'm not an addict. <laughs> my, my lawyer told Christ. me I needed to be here. That guy, I'm sorry. He looks like he's been through some shit. Dude, look at look at how do you go from that? How do you go from that to that? The picture of John Connor to that. Ugh. Well, even go to fucking like the American oh. History X fucking photos, dude. He's fucking got no hair. You know what I mean? Yeah. He still looks. This like, really was a good cast. Like the entire cast movie, was. A, it was a good movie. Like it really was. I teared up, I think. Anyway. <laughs> uh, what Was it the bite the curb scene? Dude. That was that fucked was up. That was brutal. That was fucking brutal. Dude. That, oh, now so, I can so, do it. I mean, now that, since we're talking about current events, you know, I... Oh, did, I, I, did, I, did I, we I want, even I, finish talking about the Travis Scott thing? No, I don't know if we um, did. So, just to sum up real quick, uh, Travis Scott at his Astro World Festival, um, basically there was a crowd surge that, you know, the basically people were just compressed against each other until they started to lose consciousness. Um, are you serious? People yeah. were losing consciousness? Yeah, no, basically, so the crowd just kept pressing tighter and tighter and tighter towards the stage, and so people started, like, getting squeezed together, and, like, people were, like, people that, like, survived it and have posted or have been... How many people died? Uh, so far, eight that we know of, and then uh, there have been, like, 300 injuries reported at this point. Um, so yeah, no, it's fucked up. Like it's like, and then, so the, the show is still going on while people are dying. And like, there's videos, <laughs> there's videos of, uh, like medics trying to resuscitate people in the middle of the crowd and everybody else is just dancing around this them. This is fucking awesome. Yeah. No. Dude. Yeah. And then there was like a, there was an ambulance that pulled up to try and like help people and people just jumped up on top of the ambulance and started dancing and shit. And like, it's just, it's fucked up. Like have some fucking regard for human life. If you don't see that shit happen happen at a rap concert usually there's just shots fired and it's well, fucked up but hey, i mean i mean shots fired does kind of relate to today's episode so <laughs> oh um no that was fun what didn't that happen last week no that was like yesterday oh shit yeah it was yeah it was last night it was supposed to be a two-day festival and they canceled tonight's oh i think i saw something on the news about it this morning yeah no it's definitely it's definitely all over the news right now dude fucking Um, another thing that happened another current event um i'm a raiders fan 
as you all know. <laughs> Go Raiders. Okay, so we went from uh, no because it's it, it's it's about another person. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Henry sure Ruggs the third. What? Yeah, Henry Ruggs the third was the Raiders' wide receiver. They have released him this week because he got a DUI resulting in a fatality. Oh. He was in Las Vegas in his vet. Um, I th- there's different reports about what the speed was. The one that I heard that seems kind of re- kind of like okay, maybe he was in his Corvette going 157 miles an hour. Jesus! At the time of the impact, I mean, was, Satan. At the time of the accident, the impact he was going, they say, 127 miles an hour. He killed the woman driving the car and her dog. Well, not the dog, dude. Every I, I, I find it kind of, uh, kind of um, ironic, I guess you could say, because it seems like people care more about the dog than they do the person. Because people suck. Dogs are pure <laughs> and sweet and innocent. <laughs> oh my god, the dog died. You know right? what I mean? The, the, no, uh, like I can watch a movie and watch like fifty people get murdered, and I'm just like, cool. A dog dies, and I'm just like, no, not the puppy. <laughs> But yeah, no. So he he killed her and his, his, dog, his dog, her and her dog. Um, last time I heard, which was earlier in the week, um, but I haven't really heard anything's changed about the charges. He, oh, apparently he like yelled at the paramedics and shit, and because I, I this is all after the first day. I I didn't watch really much on it afterwards because the media kind of inflate shit to a level that it doesn't need to be inflated to. Um, Granted, he did. He fucked up. So this guy, he, he's charged with like, yeah, that they found a <laughs> firearm in the car. Oh shit! His girlfriend got injured, but twenty-two years old, right? Has tons of talent. Tons of <laughs> talent. He has four hundred and seventy-nine, or had, because he's not no longer a player. Had four hundred and seventy-nine yards and. Two touchdowns this season already. I mean, and he's still like, you know, kind of coming to his own. His first year was last year. <coughs> so much talent. And he's facing up to 26 years in prison. The rest of his life is over with. That's why you shouldn't do shit like that. You do shouldn't... you think he's ever going to get a job in the NFL ever again? Fuck no. Well, the... Did Michael Vick ever get a job after he got charged? He actually got, yeah, he got picked up by another <laughs> team. He even got picked up by another team. Yeah, that's, well, I maybe. Think was, I think it was the Steelers. Well, maybe Henry Ruggs, maybe he might. I feel bad for him. You know, Derek Carr's a stand-up guy. He said, I'll be, he needs people to be there for him, and I'll be there for him. But, you know, the, Derek Carr's also a pe- person they say that he cares a lot about his players. But we're not talking. <coughs> well, yeah. So, when you. Next, if any of you guys drink and drive and you drink and drive and drive fast, I mean, if you drink and drive regardless, but <coughs> especially if you go fast, think about 26 years. Is it worth it I to mean, you? think about the other person's life. Think about that other person's family. Like, granted, you shouldn't be driving drunk in the first place. Yeah. But a lot yeah. of... But Don't a lo- drink and drive. But But a lot of the times... That you hear about these people getting fatal accidents with drunk drivers. The drunk driver is driving way too fast. You know what I mean? It's always high speed. Speed kills, people. Speed kills. Just ask Jim Jones. 
<laughs> man, so, yeah, just anyway, I, I just wanted to throw that. 26 years, man. All because you decided to drive drunk. Dude, you got money. You got a Corvette. It cost him like 150 grand for that goddamn car. And fucking done. Totaled it. I hope I it's Saturday, so I hope we do good tomorrow. Go Raiders. That'll probably get cut. Your ad could go here. <laughs> Feminine odor itching got you down. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh my god. Uh, I think it was Family Guy. Where they were like watching TV. It was Megan Lois. And one of those commercials came on, and it was like some mom and a daughter, and they were sitting having a picnic. And the daughter was like, Mom, have you ever had any issues with being not so fresh down there? Why do I feel like I've seen this? And the mom's like, what are you talking about, sweetie? She goes, you know, like, not fresh down there. And her mom goes, oh. Oh, God, no. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, God, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> and this poor girl is just, like, traumatized. Like, oh, my God. That's <laughs> that's how she felt. Uh, yeah, but everybody else was feeling like... <laughs> oh, boy. Where are we at? Dude, I told you, you got to get a different damn fucking index card to put up there so I can oh, read a different fact yeah. every week. <laughs> that means I have to find all of the index cards. They're in that one th- they're in that Yeah, they're they're in the closet that in the big Tupperware. In, in the giant closet. We of could death. start it at the beginning too and it'd be like we do the whole Richard Ramirez <laughs> Just read it one by one. <laughs> well then I have to find them all and put them in order. So there's that. I should have numbered them. That would have helped. That yeah, de- because that definitely we, pulled, we just pulled them randomly off the, yeah, while we did yeah, the... What, yeah, what was this? Yeah. What did we do next after that? Uh, if you've been listening to us for long enough and you know, you know what we're talking about, what did we do for the... Uh, yeah, what did we do after Richard <laughs> after Ramirez? Richard Ramirez. I want to say OJ. I feel like it was OJ. Because we did two-parter for Richard, remember? And then we did OJ. Oh, dude, at some point we have to set that up. What, the record player? No. The thing on top of the record What's player. The, it's not a Ouija board. No, it? no. It's a fucking... It's like this little mini... It looks like an old school Nintendo, but it has like 620 games in it. Dude, we can do a review. Let me see it. Like the whole game and shit? 620 games. I might have to borrow this from you, bro. Bro, like, we got a TV right here. We're not doing an episode today, guys. We're playing some fucking video games. But they don't <laughs> even know what they're listening to, dude. Oh well, I mean, I guess we, I guess we could fill them in on that if, well, if, know, if we mean, really wanted to. Yeah. I am Dick, and I am Nick, and uh, you are listening to Dab to Death. And uh, you know, today we are gonna, we, we, we do have an episode planned. I'm, I just want to check this thing out because it looks pretty cool. Yeah, no, um, honestly. So we got one at work, dude. My goddamn cat fucking ripped through my goddamn fucking wires. Remember, I tried to play yeah. my N sixty four on Sunday. No, so, so, but like, so we got one of these at work, right? But we got it off of Amazon, and it was like twenty something dollars. How long did it take you to get this thing? It did you order it like over a month ago? Yeah, I got it on Top Hatter. Remember? What's um, Top Hatter? It's that auction site where you bid like a dollar at a time. Or you whatever. had to bid for this. Yeah. 
How much did you get it for? I think like, I'm gonna say like 15 bucks. Well, that's fucking dirt cheap, dude. Yeah, and so so the one we got at work, right? The controllers don't look as good as these. They only have two buttons. These have four, and like this just seems like a little bit more of a solid system. So I'm excited to try it out. Honestly, I th- I think if we uh, if we wrap this up early enough, we should plug it in, test it out. I feel like I feel like if we stay relatively on topic and knock it out, we can do this in a pretty short episode. Do you know how many times I've heard that from you, Nick? Okay, yes, but like it's not it's not like we have a a serial killer this or a, <laughs> an extensive crime spree to talk about. It's one day. It was one thing that happened. Do you have fucking uh, AV ports in your TV? In this one, I don't know. Maybe, probably, hopefully. I mean, you might as well fucking open this shit up because you just opened um, up a whole bag of potatoes. <laughs> a whole bag of potatoes. Oh. Um, but anyway, like like we had said, uh, yeah, this is dab to death. And uh, did we yeah. say this is dab to death? Yes, yes, we did. We we mentioned it briefly. Um, but yes, I I am Nick Nobody Savage. Dick Cock Anonymous here. Yes, yes. And uh, like 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 Dick mentioned, we do have an episode for you guys. We're not just gonna sit here and play video games. As tempting as that oh, sounds, he, he th- that's what he thinks. I'm play <laughs> He's about to unplug the slideshow right now. No, I'm not gonna unplug the slideshow. <laughs> I'm gonna get this plugged in. Now. He's gonna go grab another TV and just haul <laughs> it in here, and then Dude, just fucking. I gotta buy a TV. Yeah, that sucks. Like that really sucks. Well, because we found a new one, pretty much the same TV as mine, except I think it's a. Uh... No, the same TV as mine for like three seventy five or something like oh, that. That's not bad. Is this a stand? Well, or do you not have the legs for this? No, it's just it's just leaning against the wall. Okay, people, we're gonna do a review real quick. Apply to the review. Okay, so this this is called entertainment system. It has. Supposedly, this has 620 classic games. It looks pretty. It says, "We're gonna see if it's." It looks. It decent. looks like a Nintendo, yeah, like no, an it, old like, Nintendo. That's what I'm saying. It's like it looks like an old school Nintendo. It's and very that's easy to hook up. I, I got mean, it. it. Comes with two wires and the AV plug. So if you're gonna buy it, make sure you can hook up to AV because I don't think they have AV to HD yet. All right. Oh, I. Oh, you're in control. I have control. So we got Contra. Because you're the second controller. Ninja Turtles, Double Dragon, Adventure Island, Mortal Kombat 4. Oh, shit. What's Mario 10? This has hella games like some of my... Mortal Kombat with a C? Coma Bat. Mortal... They have Mortal Coma Bat 4. Never heard of that Let's game. Let's play Mortal Coma Bat. You want to play Mortal Kombat? Bat? Yeah. No, like I said, what you happened? Have, you have to press start, not one of the red buttons. MK4. Push start. Dude, Liu Kang and Sonya? How do I hit? All Liu Kang does is kick. How'd you do that? This game sucks, people. <laughs> now, did you only say that because you lost? Dude, it, it looks like I'm playing... And an like, like this is old school arcade style shit, basically. And like, I don't even think this is like real arcade shit because I think the arcade games have better graphics than this. What the fuck is she doing? She did like some scorpion shit. Look at it. Oh motherfucker. Oh motherfucker. 
Stop! Ah! Stop! Stop! No! <laughs> Look, it's not hurting no! you. No! Look, it's not hurting you. Yes, it is. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> no! <laughs> no! Get up, Sonia! I'm getting the people! Get up, Sonia! Same move over and over again! Yeah! Liu Kang vs. Sonya in Mortal Kombat Bat 4. Mortal Kombat Bat 4. Oh, shit, shit! Get in there, Sonya! Don't let him start doing the fireball! No! He's doing the fireball! Just jump, jump! Avoid the fireball! Avoid the fireball! No, no! Get out of there, Sonya! No! 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 Fucking fireball! God damn it! Are you kidding? Jump, bitch! Jump! Jump! God damn it, Sonya! Jump! I've never played in my life! Ah! Get him! Ah! Come on, Sonya! Cling to life! Damn it! Yeah! I'm over this. I'm over this. I need a cigarette. <laughs> this... Oh shit! <laughs> oh no! So let's let's leave this. Let's check out this Mario. Let's see if this is anything like real Mario. Oh, I gotta... yeah. You gotta press start. Kung Fu Mari? What the fuck? Okay, so it said Mario Ten, and when we clicked it, the game says Kung Fu Mari. Oh my god, he's like a little ninja Mario. I am down for this. Dude, you're gonna be playing this all the time. Please don't be a Press disappointing start. game. Wait. Oh, can I play too? Let's see. Ah, uh, no. It's just you. Alright. I'll, I'll go over. Ugh, bitch! <laughs> fuck that frog. Oh, shit. What the fuck? How did you do that? I don't know how I did that. That's like this fucking Mario move. What the fuck? Bro, you can just do this through the whole level. Dude. <laughs> I found it, people. The key. You just got a spiral. You just got a spiral. Look. The movie Jigsaw. Would you like to play a game? Look. Oh, no. Your mortal enemy, a wall. <laughs> How did I do that? What the fuck? What the fuck? Dude, we should we should take acid and play this game. You got hey. I have acid. I mean, I don't have acid. acid. Who has acid? It's acid girls. How do I do that? It won't let me do it. You gotta get on the clouds. You wanna play the next level? <laughs> you literally can just oh oh shit a tiger! Ah! What the fuck? Who was that? There was a fucking tiger! Dude, out of nowhere! Just a dude, fucking tiger! Look, I'm doing some more kick! Wait, what the fuck is this? Some fucking Jackie Chan fucking roundhouse fucking spin and kick shit! Fucking goddamn! Well, that's a dead battery. Well, I guess I don't die in the- This Mario can swim! Oh. I died. This game sucks! Yeah, let's go smoke. It would be a trip on fucking acid though, right? 
So we're definitely going to have a lot of fun with this game console. If you ever have a chance to pick one up, I would highly recommend it. They're not the best quality games, but it's a lot of fun. Mario or Yokoshima Nintendo, you might want to look at this about maybe some copyright infringement. Yeah, I'm pretty sure y'all are getting ripped off. (laughs) Yeah. Like, hardcore. Although, they have Kung Fu Mario, and you don't. And Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Mortal Kombat 4. God damn it. Hey, with Liu Kang and Sonya. (laughs) So, you know, like like we said earlier, yeah. I'm Dick, and, uh... And I am Nick. And you are listening to Dab to Death. We today are talking about the Texas Tower Sniper. Yes, Charles Joseph Whitman. Your ad could, could be, be here. here. You know what I mean? Just right after you say the name, just have an ad. <laughs> it's like, Charles Joseph Whitman. Feminine odor got you down. <laughs> So, um, yeah, Charles Joseph Whitman. Yep, yep, yep. Texas Tower Sniper. Yeah, so uh, if you're not familiar with what happened here, this was back in the 1960s. Uh, this was actually one of like the, the, the biggest mass murders in, 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 in like common or in current history at that time. You know, something interesting about it, because you never hear a lot about it, is the people that he shot before he even, the people he killed before he even got into the tower. Oh yeah, no. He he killed, he killed like what four people before? Uh, three people entering the tower. His mom and his. his well, no, no, no. So he killed two people the night before. His and we're getting ahead of ourselves. But he killed his mom and his wife. Would that be a? Would he be a spree killer then? Uh. He... What would that be considered? No, like, that's no, I mean, that's that's still no, day. that's still just mass murder because it, yeah, it's all in one day. I think the spree killing is more like over a, a short period of time. Anyway, so let's let's get into this. It was 96 minutes of sheer terror. I thought you said it was 1996 minutes of sheer terror. <laughs> sheer terror. <laughs> Do you believe in love after love? You're crackling. Yeah, because that's what Sarah does. No, she. I don't, Do you <laughs> believe? Is she still alive? Yeah. She's sure, fucking, we would she love is. to have you on the show. <laughs> we would love to have you. don't even need to sing. <clears throat> oh, God. I mean, we could Zoom meet if you feel more comfortable doing that. But I think yeah. we'll send us some samples. Yeah. I heard you got a new weed line. It's called shareweed.com. <laughs> White. <laughs> it's called Chernobyl. Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yes. For once he got it. <sighs> so, uh, anyway, so it was 96 minutes of sheer terror as shots rang out from the main building tower at the Uni- University of Texas in Austin. It was just before noon on August 1st, 1966, when Charles Whitman, a 25 year old Marine veteran and architectural engineering student, made his way to the observation deck on the 28th floor of the tower. Now, just real quick, and I might be getting ahead of it because I'm pretty sure that it's in here somewhere, but just to bring it up, you know, this was his second time going to college. Yes. 
because he got kicked out the first well, time. Well, no, no, he didn't get kicked out. Uh, he it, got low grades and lost his scholarship. Yeah, base, well, and it, it wasn't even that he had low grades. It's just that his grades weren't high enough. Okay, but anyway. And, and yes, this is covered An later. architectural student down um, on yeah, his so, luck. So, yeah, so, yeah. sad about life. So, he makes his way to the observation deck on the 28th floor of the tower, or 29th, whatever. Uh, what do you mean 28th Well, because so, so, no, so later on it talks about, uh, one of the things I read talked about how he got off the elevator on the 27th floor and then went up two flights of stairs. So if he went up two flights of stairs, wouldn't he be on the 29th but floor? But were they half flights or were they full flights? Oh, maybe. Because you know how sometimes like some, some houses have, to go yeah. up to the thing, you got, it's like a up and then turn around and up. Well, no, no, no but the, he... he there was like another floor, and then he went up to the observation deck. Okay, but anyway. Anyway, semantics. Um, tomatoes, tomatoes. Yeah, exactly. Potato, <laughs> potato. Uh, let's call potato. the whole thing off. <laughs> it means no worries. Yeah, anyway, uh, so so this is this is where talk. he continued his deadly rampage, and I say continued because the night before. Whitman had visited his mother's apartment around midnight and killed her before returning home and murdering his wife as well. Did but he left notes at both places, right? Yeah, so well he had so he apparently the night before he had begun to type up a suicide note. Wasn't he didn't he kill his wife because he didn't want her to feel the shame of uh, the, of what he was going to do. Yes. Yeah, he he didn't want her to suffer the the public embarrassment of being married to this this killer. Which that's fucked up. Like, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm bringing this up, and I'm not saying that in any way. I'm not trying to speak negatively about the services or anything like that. But you know, they bring this up in a in a Full Metal Jacket. That's why I even knew about it. Oh, this yes. they they bring this up in Full Metal Jacket. Yes. Really? Yes. It's it's been so long so since they, I've seen they, that movie that now it. I like. He was talking about it pridefully because, you know, he, from, you know, so far away, this guy shot this many people, you know, saying a trained person in their right, a trained Marine and his gun can, you know. Right. Well, but, and, and this, will, this will actually correlate with his service in the Marines because he excelled as a sniper. But it's it, I, I, didn't, it, didn't they also say, though, that when he was young, he excelled in shooting? He was very. He was actually very good. Good at shooting. Uh, I never. I never. I didn't hear anything about him like shooting anything as a child. I, I think I recall, but I mean, I could be. I could uh, be high. Oh, also, did did you end up watching the movie? I fell the fuck asleep, dude. <laughs> so there's a an old People, movie. I, it's 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 a really old movie. It's from the 1970s. It's 1975. I work a hard job. People, it's I fall a, asleep. <laughs> so it's a it's an old movie from 1975. It's called The Deadly Tower. It has. Uh, Kurt Russell. Oh as... no, I was watching a different movie. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I was watching like a documentary. Oh, it was like on YouTube. Oh well, no. So so it's called Sniper Sixty Six. Oh, it's, well, it was rather old. Too, apparently, right? there's a documentary on YouTube called Sniper Sixty Six that you can check out. It's hard but to find if what, you're using your TV. What I was referencing is uh, there's a movie from 1975 called The Deadly Tower, and it so uh, so it's Kurt Russell is Charles Whitman, and here okay so here's the thing that I didn't lo- I did not like about the movie, uh, so Kurt Russell, great actor right, 
So dreamy. He he kind of is in this like scruffy way, you know. But like the Sean Connery. Yeah, because well, he's a Spaniard. Uh, <laughs> is he? Sp- what is Sean? He's British. Yeah, isn't he? no, no. He, remember, but remember, or is he Australian? Hi- no, 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 Irish? No, he, he's uh, uh, Scottish. He's Scottish. Yeah, he's Scottish. Like from Scotland. Yeah, Scottish. He's fucking Scottish. Anyway, hey, yo, Apple. Hit us up. <laughs> yeah, let us know why we're still not on your fucking podcast. No, I was saying hit us, we'll, sh- we'll shout you out all the time. Hey, Siri. Where's she at? Apparently oh, she, not here. She's in my pocket. That's why. Anyway, so. Back to back to C-Dub. Yeah, back to, to little. <laughs> I like that C-Dub. <laughs> uh, so uh, we had talked about yeah, he murdered his mother and his wife. And like you had mentioned, he did leave. Uh, uh, he left a handwritten note at his mother's. Were they saying something about his mom might have been fucking awake when he killed her or something like that? Yeah, no, his mom was awake. She basically she answered the door, and this is actually in the movie The Deadly Tower. Uh, she answers the door. Oh wait, and I didn't even finish telling you what I didn't like about the movie. Oh, so Kurt Russell is a great actor, but he plays Charles Whitman in this movie and. Basically, the entire movie, he has, like, maybe three or four lines. He doesn't speak a whole lot. Like, even when he gets to his mom's house and, like, his mom answers the door and she's like, Oh, like, honey, what are you... Or, like, son, what are you doing here? And he just doesn't say anything and she opens the door and lets him in. And then he just goes, Mama. And hugs her or whatever. And then, like... She asks him if he wants anything to drink. And this is really terrible. It's <laughs> terrible acting. The entire movie is full of terrible acting. Other than Kurt Russell. Which sucks because, like I said, he didn't really have that many lines in the movie. So, like, I feel like they could Mama. Yeah, yeah, mama. And then, uh... <laughs> mama. But mama. Why you gotta do this to me, Mama. Uh, anyway, so and I don't think he was really saying anything when he was shooting people from the tower. Well, no, no, exactly. Was he saying, "Get some, <laughs> get some." This is my <laughs> rifle. There are many like it, but this one is mine. That's that. I I love that statement. <laughs> anyway, and then fucking um, Gomer Pyle no, blows so, his brains out. Oh God, yeah. Anyway, dude, that movie just kind of scarred me when I was little, man. Seeing that shit. I mean, it's, don't it's, show it's, young it's, kids yeah, full don't, metal don't, jacket. Don't. It's it's it. it, it They'll they'll learn to appreciate it later on in life, and they'll probably yeah, like it. But yeah, as an adult or a young adult, but I not was... as a kid. Anyway, back to back to anyway. See, so so the movie is full of terrible laugh. acting. So he gets to his mom's house, right? And and we are getting ahead of ourselves because this terrible is acting like no, tire. This this is covered later on in in the show. This is like a synopsis, and then we get into the whole story, but. So, so he shows up at his mom's, and in the movie, his mom is like, oh, do you want anything to drink? And he goes, oh, yeah, sure, like a soda or something. And she starts to walk towards the kitchen, right? And then she stops, and she, like, leans on the wall, and then, like, turns around and looks at him. And then the, and then he pulls out a knife and is, like, starts walking towards her. But did her. he even did he stab her? Oh, yeah. No, he, he stabbed her in the heart. Because he's a trained Marine, he wanted to go for a clean kill. It's his mom. I thought that was what he just wanted to do with his wife, so it was his painless. No, no, he did it with him, his mom, and his wife. He he stabbed them both in the heart. But anyway, like I said, we're getting ahead of ourselves, so I'm just going to skip to the next point. 
So by the time the shooting stopped and Charles Whitman was dead. Why did you? So you just didn't like the bad acting in the movie? Yeah, no, that was really bad. Okay. Like, there was a lot of points where... Okay, so there's one point... It was like a porno movie. No, no, so there's one part... It's (laughs) it's 1975, and the only actual known actor in the movie is Kurt Russell. But was Kurt Russell even known at that time? Because he had to have been young. He was super young. He, he looked. It was like Red Dawn young. That might have been like one of his no, breakout no, movies. Red, Red Dawn was his first movie, wasn't it? Hey, Siri. What was Kurt Russell's first movie? Here's an answer from Wikipedia ORG. Russell's first film for Disney was Follow Me Boys, 1960. Disney? What the fuck? Wait, 1966. That's when the shooting happened. Oh, shit. And then he's in the fucking movie about the shooting. Anyway, there's another conspiracy theory we're going to get to in the, in this story that I, I think might be uh, might be something we so can work with. Actually, this is his first mo- movie. He played Boy Kicking Mike uh, in 19... 19- okay, no, but like his first like starring role. How about that? What was his first and, starring So, have role? you ever heard of... I, I, I mean, I wouldn't... What was Kurt Russell's first starring role? It was probably fucking... Escape to New York, 1981. Dude, the movie you're talking about wasn't even on, isn't even on here. What was the name of it? The Deadly Tower. It was like a made-for-TV movie. Oh, The Deadly Tower, 1975. Yeah. And then in 81, he did Escape from New York, and that's where I remember him being. Um, I, anyway, so a little off topic again, but... Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's been in hella movies, man. Dude, Kurt Russell's been in hella shit. Bro, uh, Death Proof. He was did, a dentist. Did you, did you ever see Death Proof? It was a uh, the Grindhouse double feature. It was Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. Quentin Tarantino did Death Proof, and Robert Rodriguez did uh, Planet Terror. Phenomenal movies, both of them. Uh, but in Death Proof, Kurt Russell plays this like killer who kills people with Kurt his. Kurt Russell, com- we'd love to have you on the show. Yes, Kurt Russell, reach out to Dab to Death at ghosthost at dabtodeath.com. We get all these fucking people that claim you know, the- claim they're Kurt Russell. Call me on the phone. Let yeah. me let me hold on. Let me here's have my-, my phone number. Oh, then we start getting people calling. Anyway. So, like I said, by the time the shooting stopped and Charles Whitman was dead, 14 people had been shot and killed, including an eight-month pregnant woman. So, technically, this makes 15 because a baby. So, are, 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 are we count- is that counting then- his mother and his, his wife as well? Uh, no. So, actually, like 18? Yeah, he killed 18 people in total. Okay. Because, uh, so the 15th victim, oh, well, and 31 others were injured, too. But victims 15 and 16 were, like I mentioned, the unborn child and a man who actually died from his injuries many years later in 2001. Okay, so, come on. So, no, so basically, this person, this person had complications involved with their shooting, like their injury for their entire life and then finally died in 2001. So this is victim number 16. Okay. Technically. He wouldn't have gotten charged with it in court. 
I mean, he didn't get charged with shit in court because he fucking died. Didn't he kill himself? No, no, no. We're getting. We'll get there. We'll get there. Another marine shot him. No heroes, motherfucking heroes. Yo, John, you my hero. You ever seen that movie John Q? That's a good ass movie. Denzel dude. Washington, where his son needs the heart surgery and he fucking, he like, fucking holds up. Yeah, the he yard. holds up all the fucking people in the hospital. But then when he's getting arrested, fucking was it uh Eddie Griffin, right? Eddie yeah, it's Eddie yeah. Griffin. Eddie Griffin's standing there, he goes, Yo, John, you my hero. It's a good movie. Go watch John Q, motherfuckers. Time to kill is a good movie too. All right, we're, we're anyway, off subject again. We're never going to uh, get this done. So, so we have to ask, like, what drove Charles Whitman to kill? And and this is this is a question we ask a lot because remember when we did the Cutthroat Kids, we asked what drives these kids to kill. So, but here's Charles Whitman did not have like I mean he didn't have like the best childhood, but it wasn't the worst childhood either, and he didn't have a childhood brain trauma. However, something with the brain will play a part later in the episode. So, uh, so Charles Joff- Joseph, 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 Charles Joseph Whitman was born on June 24th, 1941 in Lake Worth, Florida. Uh, so he was the oldest of three sons born to Margaret and Charles Adolphus Whitman Jr. So... I have to notice here, Charles Whitman, Charles Whitman. This means that Charles Joseph Whitman is technically Charles Joseph Whitman the third. Because, no, because he didn't have the third at the end of his name. But no, but he's the third of his name. He is Charles Whitman. But isn't it isn't it middle name too? No, because remember we've talked about this before, Jim Jones. Jim Jones's father was Jim something Jones senior and he yeah senior and Jim Jones was Jim something else but Jones had, but junior I can't J- I can't remember the exact middle. J- 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 yeah but and he called him junior he should have been the third yeah so that's what I'm saying is like this is Charles Whitman the third really Where's Shelley yeah, where is Shelly, David? I realized we didn't ask that last week. You know, I've been getting a lot of weird fucking phone numbers calling me and <laughs> shit, dude, all the time. I, I've noticed that there's this van that follows me to work. Are you serious? No. Oh, I was about to say, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> I can't be seen leaving here now. I'm gonna there's, come there's, there's people that follow me around with video cameras, and they just, like, literally just film me, and I'm just like... What are y'all doing? Get away from me. Where's Shelly, David? Have you anyway. seen how many downloads we've had recently? Uh, we're like 230-something. I need to start promoting more on social media because we have not posted on social media in a while. That's kind of my bad. And again, why we need a fucking intern. Interns, please hit us up. Something, anything. Like, just... If you if you like the show, if you kind of dig Press what we're like. doing here, and you you live in the Sacramento area, you don't even have to live in the Sacramento. I mean, it's it's helpful shit. if you live in the Sacramento area because then you can help us out on site when it's we record. It's hard to email large files. Exactly, like it would be much better if you could come in and help us record, 
and then like be involved with the editing process. Like we want you to become, like I said, our production manager at some point. Like this isn't just, oh, hey, come work for us for free. Like this is come come work for us for free for a minute. This, this, this is why we need, need medical help because I'm going to give you an example here or why we need computer help. There was this one time <laughs> I had to send email. And I fucking hooked it all up, fucking try to send an email. And my email says to me, file is too large. Want to try anyway? And I push OK, and then you get the mailer demon failed, you know? And fucking, I did that shit like fucking 20 times. And then finally it went through. And then later on in the day, when I look at my fucking sent messages, all of them had gone through. Every single oh, no. one, and it was the same oh, one. No. I said, I said to email, well, and, and this is also why I handle a lot of the uh technical aspects of the podcast. I sent her, but email. I, I am like, one man, so I am one person, I am only one person, and I can only do so much. So, if you are a fan and you live in the area, press the preferably, like preferably if you live in the area. <laughs> Please send us an email at ghosthost at dabtodeath.com and tell us a little bit about yourself and why you think you would be a great addition to the Voodoo's and Dolls family. Anyway. Dude, if this person's fucking weird, they're not going to do it. If they're weird, it's even better. This this is a weird podcast. What if they're like Charles Whitman weird? I mean, Charles Whitman wasn't weird. He was by every means like a normal, like a normal average fucking dude. We're gonna get someone up here, American and, 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 and citizen. They're gonna, and they're gonna start like talking like Scientologists. The Scientologists are gonna send somebody. Watch, yeah, our fucking intern's gonna be an <laughs> undercover Scientologist. <laughs> dude, they're gonna keep tabs on hey. us. They're gonna report directly back to David Miscavige. They'll blast us on TMZ, and people are gonna be like, "Who the fuck is?" Think about the coverage, though. Then all of a sudden, we blow the fuck up. Okay, so anyway, uh, I'll be back. Yeah, so. Uh, and I guess. He was born to Margaret and yeah. Charles Whitman Jr. And their their marriage was plagued with domestic violence. Yeah, his father but, was I mean, his back, father back, was definitely a a, a, a a bit of a violent but man. Dude, check it out. Back, back in... I mean, back in those days, though, I mean, wasn't that kind of like almost normal? The rule of thumb. I mean, yeah, I you, guess. You, it was legal to beat your wife as long as you hit her. You hit her with something no bigger than your thumb. Really? Yeah. Have you ever seen Boondock Saints, the movie with the Irish brothers? It's been so long, man. Yeah. In the very beginning of the movie, like like the opening, which is not no, okay. It, it's, it's not okay to no, hit no, women. No, not no, at all. Definitely not. Not okay. No, and and. So and like this, tie, no, this ties in with his father being a fucking abusive piece of shit. But I was, I was but just saying, so no, so like in, in the intro scene of the Boondock Saints, there's there's a scene where they're at the factory, and they're introduced to this new woman who's working on the line, and like they're talking, they're joking around, right? And she says something about, uh, oh, he says the rule of thumb here, and she goes, oh, the rule of thumb. And she goes, did you know that up until whatever year, it was legal for men to beat their wives as long as they used a stick no wider than their thumb? And one of the brothers is joking around and he goes, oh, your thumb, huh? And he goes, 
it's not that big. And he goes, you can't do much damage with that then, can you? He goes, perhaps it should have been the rule of wrist. <laughs> you know, and so then she goes, I knew you pricks were going to be trouble. And then like, it, it, anyway, watch the fucking movie if you haven't already. Boondock Saints. It's not the cartoon Boondock Saints. It's, I mean, that, it's the movie. That, the was, that, 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 that was a long time uh, ago. Willem Dafoe and uh, fucking uh, Norman Reedus. And uh, a couple other people. It's it's a great movie. Anyway, but you know, I'm just I'm just, I was just saying. You know, I mean, that was almost kind of like normal back then. Because when you hear a lot of stories about a lot of people there in in that time, yeah, I, I don't know what it was about that time of uh, of our history where it was just like, yeah, I got off work, went home, beat my wife. It was a good Wednesday. <laughs> That's so fucked up. Dude. <laughs> I'm just saying that's that's how it was. They were just like, yep. Yep. I went home, beat my wife, watched some TV, beat my wife again. And then had sex with her. Had sex with her. Beat my kids. And then I fell asleep drunk. And that's just my Tuesday. And I fell in the pool. <laughs> oh, hey. Charles Whitman's dad threw him in the no, pool. I saw that. That's why I said that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, um, you yeah, know, we, we're gonna we, get back we, to we this. We need to get on topic. Young Charles was <laughs> actually described as a polite child who very rarely lost his temper. And you know, a lot of people that are like this, they don't. Um, he was highly intelligent. Yeah. Um, IQ tests did reveal that he had an IQ of 139, which is high, but he wasn't quite a genius. Yeah. But no. So, uh, genius level is 160, apparently. Uh, now, but you know, with a lot of these fucking smart people, dude, they don't express a lot of feelings, but that can be very dangerous well, because you hold so, the shit inside. Okay, so, and, Char- and, but and, Charles, you know, Whitman, a- Charles Whitman didn't just like implode and snap one day. It was actually, and again, getting ahead of ourselves, there was actually, like I said, something to do with his brain that he was unaware of. And had he seen a doctor... Perhaps none of this would have ever happened. So, yeah. Um, his father's violent tendencies weren't directly solely at Margaret. Um, he would often physically discipline Charles for anything from failing an assignment at school to an incident where Charles had come home drunk as a teenager and his father beat him and threw him in the, fa- in the family's pool. Now, again, with the child getting beaten because he wasn't doing things that he was supposed to, that was very acceptable at that time. Oh, yeah, no, like disciplining your child back then meant you were hitting them. I mean, that's it's just the way it was. Yeah. I mean, this is before they had CPS and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and so, like, I and, mean, they would get back to well, them and tell their parents, I'm calling CPS on you. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, go right ahead. That doesn't exist. <laughs> Uh, but no, and then, and speaking of like differing uh, regulations and rules between the time periods, like in, in in the movie and in this case, there's a scene where Charles Whitman walks into this gun store, right? And he's like, he's got there's already two rifles laid out on the counter that he's looking at, and then he's like, he picks one up. Fucking cocks it, fires it, cocks it, fires. Of course, there's no rounds dry in it. Fires yeah, drives. Terrible for the weapon. By yeah, the but way. like so, he's and but like the way he's doing it, you can tell he's trained. He knows what he's doing, and well, he's he was, obviously preparing for something. He, he was a marine. Yeah, he was, and so but so he's in the he's in the gun store, and he's just like 
picks it up, fires it hella times, and then fucking sets it down. He goes, I'll take this one. And he goes, I need this, this, and 500 or uh, 1,000 rounds of ammunition or whatever. And he goes, I, and then he goes, let me see that carbine over there and this, that, and And it's just like, he bought so many guns that day. And nowadays you can't just walk in and be like, give me all your guns. I don't know when that started happening. After well, shit like this. Yeah, but well, in Terminator 1, he couldn't. He had to wait for the handguns for a couple of days <laughs> or some shit like that. And then he just shot the guy and took the handguns with him. Yeah, because that's always an option, too. Damn, We're closing early today, to Earl. So I'll, I'll continue. We are talking about Charles Whitman. I know we've been off subject a lot, but... Cool, because I'm going to do a dab. We're just having a good time. Um... Let me drink some something real quick. This drink break is brought to you by Diet Pepsi. Uh, My drink break is brought to you by White Claw. Damn it, I'm a basic white bitch. I love the taste of aspartame. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like the taste of aspartame in the morning make you feel alive. So anyway, back to what we were talking about. Um, Mr. Uh, Charles Whitman. Um, and I we we kind of you know touched base on this a little bit earlier um charles whitman would go on to tell a friend that it was that very incident that motivated him to enlist in the united states marine corps without his parents knowledge one month after graduating high school so i'm assuming this is the incident where his father had thrown him him in the the pool. pool yeah after getting drunk which i mean which okay so you're about you're a senior in high school and you're about to graduate and you get drunk and you come home and your dad beats the shit out of you and throws you in the pool i would want to get the fuck out of there too um so during whitman's first eight months of service um, he excelled as a sniper. He earned. We talked about this early. Yeah, like I said, we were talking about this early, earlier. Um, earning 215 out of 250 points on marksmanship tests, doing especially well with shooting rapidly from long distances and hitting moving targets. Hmm. hmm. But you know, the, they what a, a trained marine and his rifle. This is my rifle. But like there I said, I like um, I mean, we should. I can I can look into this in a little bit. Um, I believe that he uh, he had been shooting from a young age, and he was always very well adverse at shooting. Actually, you're right. Actually, now that I think about it, I remember his father. Like they hunted or no? Something. His father was a a gun enthusiast and collector. And so, yeah, he did actually grow up around firearms his entire life. So, yeah, you were right. Yeah. I, like I, said, I, I, I No, I totally spaced on that point. I, I, I well, I, like I said, I oh, fell asleep speaking, watching speaking it. Speaking on I, spacing out on things, we missed a huge point in last week's episode. What was that? So, Andre Ticatillo, right? You know how we talked about how he killed all these people and all this shit? Uh-huh. One thing we didn't talk about is he actually went cannibal at one point. Is like he would like he would start to like chew on the people he was ki- like especially like their genitals and their breasts. He would like bite them and then he like would eventually start eating bits of them. So yeah, I I totally forgot to include that in last week's episode. So fun fact for the day. Genitals and breasts. Yeah, genitals and breasts. Apparently, it's the uh, well now that the sweet uh, spot. Now that we've lost the heart on for this episode, uh, 
We will talk to you again next week. Thanks a lot for ruining it, Nick. This has been Dick, and that's Nick, and goodbye. <laughs> He's joking. He's joking. No goodbye. <laughs> Did I just fucking end the recording? <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I so he was very well, always well-adversed in firing. Um, so, Charles Whitman had earned a sharpshooter's badge and the Marine Corps Expeditionary Medal awarded for landing in a foreign territory and participating in combat operations against an opposing force. Yeah, that's that's basically what the uh, just, Expeditionary I, Medal I, is. It just means you go out and fought somebody, right? Yeah. Well, and so because... What war was it? Was it Vietnam? Uh, 1960s... Vietnam? Yeah, probably Vietnam. Because Vietnam was like, what, 15 years long? Well, Mash ran for like fucking well, 30 no, years. I remember like the 60s and like all the hippies were like, you know, it was all about Vietnam, man. Viet fucking Nam! Yeah. Fucking uh, <laughs> Forrest Gump. Yeah. All I know is he, he liked to yell a lot. Dude, that, 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 that like fucking for a minute, I felt bad for Lieutenant Dan in that movie. You know, I'm I'm not gonna lie, Forrest Gump has made me tear up, dude. There are certain scenes in that movie oh, no, that are definitely, definitely. Heart, heart it, it is a man. it is a moving movie. I'm, I might <laughs> not be a smart man, Jenny, but I know what love is. Dude, Jenny Jenny took advantage of Forrest Gump. So what did on she have? So did she have levels. the AIDS or cancer? Uh, it was the AIDS. So when Forrest Gump the had the AIDS. No, I think she got the AIDS after... I don't know. After they hooked up. That's why she hit him up. She was like, oh no, I got the AIDS. You so, gotta watch our baby. So what, did he just get hair jobs afterwards? I don't know. Anyway, we're we're it's, so it's, fucking off topic at this point. Just a good handy. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> God... <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, I mean, I'm so, sure he had essential needs. I mean, he might not be a smart man, but he knows what love is. He knows what love what is. Love is. He, 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 he. In order for me to get the off. The dog starts barking. In order for you to get off, I need you to make that noise, okay? Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, stop, stop, stop. We got to get back on topic. We're talking so, about it. Me so, and after his initial term was up, Whitman signed up for a United States Navy and Marine Corps scholarship program. His plan was basically to finish college and return to the Marines as a commissioned officer. But nothing ever goes as according to plan. So, I mean, pretty plan. much he, he, he re-enlisted in, well, in, in the Marines. Yeah, so basically what it is, it's you're signing a deal where the Marines go, okay, we're going to pay for your college... But then you go back in as an officer and you serve again for like five years or some shit. Oh, while while we're talking about the the, the commissioned officer stuff, um, I'm gonna need to take a leave of absence for a while. Um, next time you talk to me, I'm gonna be Commander Dick, <laughs> Commandant <laughs> Dick, Com- Chief Executive Officer, CEO Dick. <laughs> That's not even a fucking. Military position? No, it's not. That is a corporate position. I'd be a commander. Yeah, that's weird. No, wouldn't that be some shit that I come in? General like a, Dick. Be like, so, so Nick, the thing I haven't told you is I've been in the service well, this whole remember time. Remember in in the in Soviet Russia, apparently you didn't even have to be in the military, and then all of a sudden you can become a colonel. Really? Yeah. Remember fucking uh, Burakov. He he got he he was a fucking forensic analyst. Oh yeah. And then all of a sudden he became a detective. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he was a colonel. 
So weird how that works. Way off subject again because this is this happened in the we good old United States. So yeah. Anyway, Whitman pre- pretty much signed up for the Marines again. Said they're going to send them to school. I'm pretty sure they paid for it. Yeah, it, it was that's, like a that's scholarship. The deal. Like I said, they they pay for you to go to school. I mean, why you wouldn't go they? in as an officer? Why wouldn't they? He you continue a, to serve. They do a fucking smart test before you fucking go into the well, service. And he's smart. He, he was really smart. Yes, he was. Anyway, geniuses usually go crazy. Well, he's not genius. He's only smart. This motherfucker's almost genius. He was smart enough no, to not he was, fucking... He was like 21 points away from genius. He was smart enough to not be have a genius rating on there. He got a couple questions wrong because he didn't want to Intentionally, see Intentionally, he was like, I don't want them to think I'm too smart. Think about it. It's calculating. Yeah, to maybe, shoot from the maybe. tower, that was calculated. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. He he. Would that be considered premeditated murder? Oh yeah, no. We'll we'll even get into that in a minute. So during his years at the University of Texas, University so, of Texas at Austin. Yeah. So during his years at the University of Texas at Austin, which is actually where the shooting takes place, Whitman was known as. Was a, that in Waco, Texas? No, Austin. Oh. Austin. Uh, Boston? Austin. 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 Not Boston. Austin. Austin, Massachusetts? So it's more Austin? Dude, no, no, it's, th- it's Austin, y'all. No, I think there's Austin, Massachusetts. Massachusetts? Hey, Siri. Oh, my God. Is there a Austin, Massachusetts? Austin, Massachusetts. Wow. Yes, there is. Anyway, again, trying to get back on topic. Whitman was known as a bit of a joker and a little bit of a troublemaker. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway. Uh, so one time his friends and him were actually caught butchering a deer that they had poached in the dormitory showers, and they were arrested. Uh, Whitman was actually fined like a hundred dollars for that. Did they get to keep the meat? Probably not. That's. I mean, the cops probably kept it. That's good meat. <laughs> yeah, it is. Goddamn, deer is deer, motherfucker. Yeah. Especially in Texas. The wife doesn't like it, dude. What deer? Yeah, she says it's too gamey. Huh? Isn't that the whole point? Dude, I had it in some fucking garlic and butter, and that's all that was used to cook it, and it was fucking delicious, dude. Garlic and butter. Anyway, if you have any good recipes for it, dear, uh, <laughs> send it to feedback at dabtodeath.com. Your ad could be here. It could. So Whitman was also known to make some pretty ominous and disturbing comments. One fellow student recalled a moment when Charles had mentioned that, quote, a person could stand off an army from atop the tower before they got him. End quote. Talk about foreshadowing. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take the reins on this and just ride it like a bull. Woo! Um, in February of 1962, Charles Whitman met Kathleen Francis Lesnar. Or Leisner? Leisner? An educational Leisner. major... Who was two years younger than him? Whitman was twenty years old at the time, so if she was two years younger. She was eighteen. Yeah, so and, she was basically a freshman. And this is kind of the way it was back then too. 
This was actually Charles' first serious relationship, and the two dated for five months before getting engaged on January 19th. Uh, July 19th. July 19th. Um, now, so, real, and real, actually, real, he just, did... So he did have like a brief like fling with some actress. <coughs> uh, she was like some actress, but apparently like they it was like a very brief thing. And then he met Kathleen, and instantly it was like love at first sight, head over heels. Now you know what you don't see with name girl girls' names as much anymore. And I really I, I I'm not a huge fan of the name Francis. I mean, at least at least the K is Kathleen, and it's not Karen, because then I mean, Karen Francis. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, just, just <laughs> well, sounds... anything with Karen's beginning of it. <laughs> Sorry, Karen. Anyway, so uh, Whitman and Leisner were married just one month <sighs> later on August seventeenth, nineteen sixty-two. And they actually chose the anniversary of Whitman's parents' uh, marriage as the date of their wedding. And both families attended the ceremony. Their marriage was a pretty happy and healthy one, honestly. And Kathleen's family wholeheartedly approved of Charles. They thought that Charles was, like, a smart, intelligent man. Well, he was a smart and intelligent yeah, no, and like, man. And, like, and he, no, they, they just thought, they thought he was a, a perfect gentleman, you know, and he really was. He probably was. He was. And, like, that's the thing that sucks about this whole story is that... Did he beat his wife? Um. Well, so, according to close friends of theirs, uh, Charles Whitman had admitted to striking his wife on two separate occasions and he claimed that he hated himself for it and that he you know was never he didn't want to be like his father so you know i actually believe maybe he oh no like and i like i said like he was a he was a good man well like i said we'll get into what brought down charles whitman basically what came what it came down to is in his suicide notes, which we had mentioned earlier, he even asked for an autopsy to be performed after he was dead because he wanted to know if there was any mental illnesses or anything like mental defi- mentally deficient with him because he had started to experience unexplainable like bouts of rage and irrational... Th- was he doing steroids? <laughs> God damn, dude, you just fucking <laughs> sneezed on me. You know, we're reinstating the fucking mask fucking policy in this bitch. Go get your fucking mask. I ain't wearing one. You fucking sneezed on me, bro. Like, I'm fine. I cough. I cough that drink. You motherfucker, you sneezed on me. At least you didn't spray me. I used to have an ex. She would spray me in the face, dude, all the time. Fucking sucks. Next time, cover your goddamn mouth. I wasn't expecting it. You to... sneezed on me. I, I, I don't normally sneeze like that. I usually sneeze. Dude, like that's like one. I had your mouth on my arm for some reason. Now, do you want to kiss it? I'll just lick it. Real I mean, your DNA is already yeah. here. I licked it. It's mine now. Yeah, then I get fucking. Then I get killed in a car accident. They're like, someone was licking his arm at the time of the accident. Oh my god. Oh, fuck. good DNA test. Oh. He just happened to send in his DNA test. Oh fuck. <laughs> See, you're a fool. If because you know what, if if something ever happens, dude, and you leave any fucking little fucking DNA fucking thing, they're like fragment of fucking hair or some shit, dude. You're done. 
You know, because they got your Ooh. DNA in the database. That's how they caught the Golden State Killer. <laughs> yeah. His goddamn yeah. family. So now watch, now watch. I'm going to send that shit in, and all of a sudden they're going to be like, did you know you're wanted for murder in Idaho? I'm going to be like, wait, I've never even been to Idaho. Or have you? If you wake up in a different time or a different city. Tyler. Yeah. Maybe I was Tyler Durden all along. Anyway. Great How many movie. times do we reference? I that love movie? that movie. It, it's it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Oh, honestly. so it's uh, unsolved or uh, unusual? You, no, the usual suspects. Oh yeah, fucking yeah! That that's a great movie. Too. Kaiser Sose. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, yeah. So um, yeah. So so they get married. Things are going pretty well. Um, despite Charles bringing up his grades in like I think it was like his second and third semesters there. The Marines decided that his academic performance wasn't quite good enough to continue his scholarship, and he was returned to active duty. Um, Whitman was sent to Camp Lejeune Lejeune. for the remainder of his five-year term of service. Despite him being considered an exemplary Marine, Charles had issues with gambling, and in November of 1963, he was actually court-martialed for gambling, usury, which I have no idea what that is, <laughs> possession of a personal firearm on base, and threatening another Marine over a $30 loan. Dude, they thought that was bad. That was just fucking Friday night, bro. <laughs> I mean, sounds like it, honestly. These people just don't know how to party. I mean, it was back in the day, that, that, that time, that's when it was like... I mean, this like, is the 60s. They're just learning how to party. Yeah, how to get fucked up. I yeah, bet you it was fu- like the hippie revolution, hey, You man. know, back then it was cool because you could be Viet in the fucking military. Vietnam. What? You could be in the military and do drugs. Oh, yeah, no. In tests. fact, a lot of people in the military did drugs. They didn't do drug especially tests. Especially in Vietnam and especially when they went over like to... Oh, they were doing fucking opium. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hell, opium and shit. Anyways... Um, uh, yeah, so in December of 1964, Charles Whitman was honorably discharged from the Marines. So he returned to UTA and enrolled in the architectural, architectural engineering program. Yeah. Um, and in the months leading up to the attack, like on August 1st, 1966, Whitman had sought the help of several health professionals for overwhelm, overwhelming violent impulses, including thoughts of shooting people from the tower at UTA. Yeah. So now this is this is something. Now, if if I don't even know if that falls, I guess it does still fall under the doctor-patient confidentiality act. So you it, no, because even psychiatrists, there is a thing where if they believe that the person is a threat to themselves or others, they have to report it. They are like obligated to report it, honestly. So this is a situation where I feel like this. But was it even thought of back then? Well, I mean, maybe, maybe not back then. Maybe this is one of the things. Because wasn't he like one of the first like well, kind of U.S. terrorists? Well, okay, so this was this, and again, we'll talk about this towards the end of the episode. Uh, so no, so th- <laughs> this this basically this was the the largest mass shooting by one man. In the history of the United States at this point. Well, because back then, shit like stuff like that was unheard of. Exactly. And, and it, didn't now, really, it didn't really happen. And now it's it's a common fucking occurrence. How many people died at Columbine? Uh, t- 
I don't know. Hey Siri. Damn it, I gotta take a piss. How many people died at Columbine? I can go on. So, how many people did Charles Whitman kill? Uh, well, technically 18. Because remember, there was the 14 during the shooting. So, so the uh, the two that died, well, the baby and the guy that died in 2001, and then his mom and his wife. Also, what I'm getting at, though, is pretty much, I mean, you got that, and then you got a school shooting and shit. And, I mean, anyway, it's a, it's a crazy, crazy world we live in, people. I do not approve of any of this stuff. If you believe that someone around you is going to kill somebody or they tell you that they are going to shoot up people, they are probably very serious, and you should, I believe, seek at least legal advice on what your next step should be because... All it takes is one person to call and say, hey, I think this is going to happen to save a lot of lives. Um, yeah. And uh, so anyways, yeah, so he, he was having these fucking thoughts of shooting people from the tower at the, what, is, what is that? The University of University of Texas at Utah. No, it's University of Texas at Austin. So after. Charles's parents had separated in May of 1966. Whitman's mother, Margaret, moved to Austin, where she got a job at a cafeteria and her own apartment, which was not too far from her son's place, and I'm assuming that she probably set it up that way so she could be close to her son, so if she needed anything, he would come help her. Because, I mean, from what I get about the guy and, and you know, who he is, I'm, I'm assuming he would be that guy that would go and help his mom if she needed Um Anyways, um, so Whitman's father would constantly call and attempt to convince Margaret to come back to Florida. That's the way a lot of guys were back then. Um, And it was during this incredibly stressful time that Charles began abusing amphetamines and complaining about severe headaches. And I can almost guarantee you that the headaches were probably fucking side effects of the amphetamines. And you know what? I'm not saying, I mean... I, I get it. it. It helps some people, but are amphetamines really a fucking medicine? Does it does it really do anything for you? I used to use meth, and and it was fucking terrible. And I've seen people fucking die from that shit. And it's it, it's a horrible, horrible drug, and it's, it's, the feeling is no good. And yes, so, anyways, amphetamines are terrible. Yes. If you or a friend of yours might be on amphetamines. Call a call a one eight hundred dab to death dot com. No, what's what's that was intervention. Uh, yeah, no, there there are a lot of resources that you can actually. Uh, I'm being serious here. There are a lot of resources out there you can look into. Please, please get help. It's it's not a good thing. Been there, done that. Bought the t shirt, kind of thing. Don't do it. Um, so but I- no, so the severe headaches. Does tie in because, like I said, well, remember, I, I, I said I think he had asked for the autopsy. I he felt the, like something was wrong. I think maybe the se- severe headaches were also due to the amphetamine. Oh no, it definitely, definitely does not help his situation, but it exacerbated his situation. Big words. It masturbated his situation. Whoa! Hey, he had a big dick all the time. Hey, hey, hey! He was on Viagra twenty-four seven. So, do you think he got pleasure out of doing this? Uh, no. Because he, I, I feel like he was very conflicted about it. Because, because what he did to his mother 
and, and, his, his, wife, and his wife and, and, and try to do like, it pain- painlessly. Well, so and then just like in okay, so again, again, I'm gonna reference the movie. In the movie, as he's like, as he's firing down, he's doing all this shit. You know, it's like it's very mindless almost. Like it's just very automatic. Like he's just doing it because it's like impulse. But there's one scene where uh, he had a radio with him, right? And so he's listening to the radio. And it's the news, and they're broadcasting a list of, like, all of the people that have been, like, killed and injured during the shooting. And he, like, he screams as they're reading the names. Like, he, like, starts to scream. And, like, I don't know if that's just Hollywood being, you know, dramatic and adding whatever. Because Kurt Russell had, like, three lines in the entire movie, and they needed to pay him a little more. But, well, he, uh, he he demanded to get paid to, to get paid more for the scream. Yeah, he he was like, if you want me to scream, it's gonna be an extra fifty thousand dollars. As he ran his hand through his luscious locks of hair. Yes, yes. So when we return, the killing spree begins. Your ad could be here. <sighs> well, hello everyone. Sheesh. Yeah, after our quick uh, dinner break, <laughs> this is the Nick and Dick show. Version two. <laughs> Version two, what? Oh. It's got to be better than that. Uh, I don't know. Damn it. Okay, we'll come back with that. Okay. Yeah, we got to think about that later on. We'll flip a coin or something. <laughs> Totally. All right. So this is the Nick and Dick show, version two. Stop. I'm sorry. Damn dogs. Right. Dog and cat. What's her name? Leave. Mac Dre. Mac Dre. Yeah, leave <laughs> Mac Dre alone. Mac Dre. Hey. Hey. Okay, so we came here today... To talk about some drunken, embarrassing stories. Yeah, we're kind of taking over, you know. <laughs> Bitches. <laughs> um, anywho, so our topic tonight, while we have a moment. Very slim moment. Yeah, before we get caught. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, embarrass- embarrassing moments. Drunken, embarrassing moment. Yeah, not, I'm not going to say <laughs> us. No, no, just people. People in general. Yeah. Including our uh, significant <laughs> others. <laughs> people very close to us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I feel like to start it off, we'll start light, right? Okay. So, one time, someone, I'm not going to say who, Nick. someone, hey, <laughs> <laughs> Or dick. <laughs> or dick. <laughs> Someone lost their car downtown. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. hey, I think you kind of remember that. Oh, right. <laughs> At my Christmas party. Company oh. Christmas party. <laughs> oh, I definitely remember this story. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah thankfully we ubered home and came back the next day and found Being the car very safe. but yeah he lost his car hmm. even the next day we couldn't remember where he parked it <laughs> yeah are you getting super drunk oh yeah and then pissing on the fucking cat post oh god or on the fucking carpet in the bedroom or any floor in general. Or, or in, in New pants. Orleans, oh. in that bathroom, right next to the toilet. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right next to the toilet. Who does that? Men. Men, because they're so comfortable just whipping their dick out and peeing wherever the oh fuck they God. want. I remember waking up in the middle of the night because I've drank so much. And I've fallen asleep. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I got to pee. I got to throw up. Oh. No, yeah. I got to throw up. And I fucking jump up immediately. And I run to the toilet. I mean, granted, I make it to the toilet. Sometimes, I, most of the time, it goes into the toilet. But sometimes, it, like, sprays out. It's like the exorcist. <laughs> It's like it's, yeah, no, legit. It's like exorcist. Like when I was it green? <laughs> it could have been. Might depending have been. on I what can't remember. I ate. I can't remember. No. This is why I was throwing up. <laughs> oh my god, the last time I threw up, I woke up and I was like, oh shit, I need to throw up. So I went to the vet, like, I literally, like, jumped up, threw my fucking slippers. I should have just went without my slippers. Right, right, right. But I went into the bathroom, and as I'm pulling up the toilet seat, (laughs) and it's, like, all on top of the toilet seat, all around, I'm like, God fucking damn it. I think I even said that as I'm pulling the toilet seat down, or up. God fucking damn it. I'm like, hey, 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 hey. There might be some Christians on here, okay? We don't know. But fuck it. God oh, damn it. Yeah. Who fucking cares? These motherfuckers swear like there's no fucking tomorrow. I'm telling you. <laughs> I remember in the first episode, he's like screamed pussy so loud and we we're like going for a walk around the... <laughs> and I was playing it and there's nothing but old people that live around us. <laughs> he was like, I don't think this is very appropriate to play out loud. I was like, no, it's fine. And we're listening to it and all of a sudden you hear Pussy. <laughs> I was like, okay. Did you you look around and see those people look at you? Like, did they look actually? I was like, yeah, because there's so many old people that actually walk. Did they look at you? Yeah, they 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 look at us. Even we we don't say anything. (laughs) They look at us because we just look out of place. Because we are young white people, we look super out of place. (laughs) Did they stop? What they were doing and just turn their heads. Probably. It was probably. like something in a movie, like a, a religious movie where everyone stopped they like, and looked. They like did the little nose bridge hold and like shake their head. Like. <laughs> <laughs> fuck those people. Right. Fuck you, you judgmental ass <laughs> douches. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck? Why are you being so judgy? Right. <laughs> Sorry, you've never had fun. Oh. I feel like a lot of old people I, had I, fun. I, I'm sure they did, but I'm I'm not sure if they got good fucking dick. <laughs> right, right, right. If you're grumpy, get laid. Yep. Yeah, get you laid. need some good dick get laid. laying down. Even if if even if you're not like into the dick, you're not into the pussy, whatever. Do you, but get laid. Get a good orgasm. Get the fuck laid. But if they're not into the dick or the pussy, how are they gonna get a good Dick laying well, <laughs> or like getting laid, good one. You know, like, on top of that, like, no, you need a good one, a good partner, maybe, or a good well, handheld device. 
Ooh, those are so <laughs> fucking awesome. I love that you like broaden your horizons and everything. <laughs> I'm just saying. The best ever. <laughs> totally. The best. No, we have we have this um pink one that we literally never use. Pink one. What what is this? It's pink like one? a rabbit What's sort of. Oh. It looks like a rabbit. Is that like a rabbit? Kind of, but has two options and like the dick can like twirl around and flop around. Wait, does it have the pearl? Or the dick just flops? It has a pearl, but it like flops. Oh. It's really weird. I don't like the option. I just like the vibrate. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like the pearl. I like the pearl too, but like the flopping? No. Bitch, I feel like you're stretching me out. Please, let's not. Yeah, I don't have, I'm I don't, not ready I don't for have that. that on mine. Right but now. Thank God now right, that you're no. seeing it. <laughs> no, it hurts. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no. no after thank you. using that, I'm like, why have we never used this? <laughs> I don't I don't understand. Like I was using like probably like a pro- pocket rocket or something for a while because I was like, you know, the vibration gets straight to the point, you're done. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I used that, I was like, fuck. <laughs> She's like, oh, oh god <laughs> right with like vibration oh, oh shit <laughs> we're caught god Uh-oh. damn it okay okay we're going we're going we're going so the killing spree begins <laughs> Uh, um, so as you, as you guys know, we're talking about Charles Whitman. Um, welcome back to the show. We just had dinner. It was all right. Uh, it wasn't bad at all. And then we had the, uh, the, the wifey takeover. Yeah. Well, you, you guys uh, are so, the, so the, 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 the one. Out. No, no, we're not going to cut it out. Yeah, we should. It, it adds value. It, it's funny. It adds a female perspective. I, I think we should keep it. Mutual masturbation. You really, really want us to talk about mutual masturbation, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dude, you could you could do mine and I could do yours. It's like we're getting handies. <laughs> well what's that thing? A, a friendly neighbor where you uh you cut off circulation to your arm yeah. and then jack off so it feels like it's somebody else's hand. I've never tried that before. I haven't either, but I kinda want to now. <laughs> So, anyways, like I said, we are talking about Charles Whitman. And now the killing spree begins. I already said that. Oh. Well, it begins again. Well, so, I mean, to be more specific, the killing spree began the night before, but we're, we're, we're going to well, use... Well, tec- no, technically it was still August 1st because it was so, at 12.30 so... in the morning. Anyways... At 12.30 a.m. on the morning of August 1st, 1966, um, Charles Whitman, he went to visit his mother, and that's where he stabbed her to death and laid her body on her bed and covered her with a sheet. Didn't he, like, lay her down nicely and, like, tuck her into bed? Yeah. Yeah, um, no, he, he he was very respectful about it. Like, he laid her body out, covered her with a sheet, and like and like you had mentioned earlier, he left the, the handwritten note. And then after that, he then returned home and stabbed his wife in the heart three times while she slept. Um, and this was about three o'clock in the morning. He covered her body with a bedspread as well and then finished typing his suicide note as well as writing an entry into his journal, The Daily Re- Record of C.J. Whitman. Which I really want to find out if we can find like 
a copy of that. No, see the thing about you, you know how you can buy like you can buy Kurt Cobain's journals. You know the thing that, that, that so can we buy C.J. Whitman's probably Daily Record Pro- journal probably a copy. We could add check, it to we could add it to the uh, the library. Check this out, dude. So hmm. this is the thing that was cool about because we're about to talk about bad checks. Back in the day, dude, you could write a bad check for anything you wanted. Yeah. You were good, especially if you were someone where nobody knew you because they weren't ever going to get the money from you. Yeah. You'd so, be like, oh, yeah, you want you want me to write a check for $3,000 for this here car? Here's a check for $3,000. No. You drive off in the car. They try to cash the check. It's no good. After after he killed her mother and his wife. Um, his, to, his mother. His mother and his wife to, to spare them the embarrassment. Right. Um, which makes no He spent sense. the rest of the morning preparing for the onslaught that was to come. Um, he purchased a hand truck, cashed $250 worth of bad checks, hence why I talked about bad checks, and stopped at several gun and hardware stores to buy rifles and ammunition. Yeah, and this is this is one of the scenes in the movie I, I had referenced earlier where he's in the gun store and he's like, oh, you know, looking at the guns and the guy's like, oh, you seem to know what you're doing with that gun. And he's like trying to sell him like, oh, yeah, you know, like, yeah, I, I used to go hunting all the time. And the guy's like, just let, well, me, I see, think he just really, let me see the carbine. I think he really did, though, because like I said, because like I said earlier, I think as, from a young age, he was very inept with guns. He grew up with guns. Guns were guns were normal. Now, I mean, but you could even do that today because rifles, There, I don't believe there's a waiting period still on rifles and shotguns. So you could still go to the fucking store, buy yourself some ammo and buy, you know, buy fucking a rifle. And go fucking snipe someone. I'm not saying that. Just saying don't you can that. still do please, it. Please, please don't do that. And nobody, no one would be the wiser until after it happened. The Budweiser. <laughs> so Whitman then loaded basically what was an absolute arsenal into his footlocker, which had to be heavy as fuck. Well, and that's why he had to get the dolly. That's why. He that's why. Yeah, truck. he bought the dolly. You know, and so he 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 throws that in the back of his truck. And he heads to the UTA campus. Hey, you know, when he was walking on campus at one point, so I was like, hey, Charles, Charles Whitman. He's like, fuck, they, they recognize me. They recognize me. Abort, abort, abort. Well, and, and he was he was a student at the campus. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of ironic that like nobody did actually recognize him. Because, so what happens is at approximately 1125, Whitman arrives on the campus and he talks his way into obtaining a parking permit. He uh, he basically said he was some kind of a... Delivery guy. Well, no, no, no. To get into the parking permit, he said he said something else besides the, the delivery guy line. But he gets stopped at sec- by security at one point. And this is another thing in the movie I didn't like. So there was a lot of disparities between the movie and what really happened so well so so the first one was his wife right his wife he murdered her in her sleep like she was sleeping he stabbed her three times in the heart so it was a clean kill and that was it in the movie she comes home finds him with the rifles on the bed and then he just stands up with the knife in his hand and just like walks towards her and then like ooh she's dead 
And it's like that that was stupid. It's a bit warm in here. Um so and then another inconsistency is in the movie, he like he gets to the campus and he just wheels this dolly in with this case on it and nobody says shit to him and he just gets on the elevator and goes upstairs no problem. What really happened is he gets to campus, lies his way into a parking permit, convinces security that he was literally just delivering some supplies to the film department and then he gets to the elevator and the elevator wasn't working so a woman actually came and activated the elevator for him and he told her quote you have no idea how happy this makes me cool 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 so it was being nice yeah but anyways, uh, anyway. so upon reaching the 27th floor, women exited the elevator and hauled his case of death up two flights of stairs to the observation deck. And it's um, actually, it is here that he encounters a receptionist named Edna Townsley. Now, Edna had made the mistake of attempting to stop Whitman, so he threw her to the ground and split her skull open with the butt of his rifle. Yes. And then he then... So, hold on. Another two people? No, no. So, this is another inconsistency between what really happened and what was in the movie. So, in the movie, he gets up there and this woman is like, you can't be up here with that. And he just like literally like looks at her and he goes, if you value your life, you won't say anything. And he just like pushes her into the elevator and he's like, go down and never come back up. And then she goes downstairs and goes to the... <laughs> so she goes downstairs and she goes to security. And it's like, he told me this, that, and the other. And then security calls the cops. and like, But that's not how it happened. He straight up killed her. So he then blocked the stairwell with the desk and began his preparations out on the observation deck. Yeah, basically he like loaded his case out there, just started putting all the rifles up against now- the... The little wall there. Now, the sad thing about this is there were so many signs. He had talked about doing this. Yes. Various at times. He, even, okay, even. Somebody had to have known that he was serious at some point even, in time. Even, okay, even before he sought psychiatric help. Do you think it was so and, unthinkable that people just didn't believe him? Yeah. They were just like, oh, yeah, you're having these thoughts. That's weird. Well, this is before like, they knew they, about PTSD yeah, they, they, and shit well, like and that. And they, they also didn't think that these things could happen. And I don't know that this was necessarily about PTSD. But it could have been. It it could have. He was in combat. He was in Vietnam. And you know, a lot of people... And he was a Marine. A lot of people come back... Marines and fu- are first in, last out. A lot of people fucking go in and they come back different, dudes. Oh, yeah. It fucks them up. Oh, yeah. So, the Gabor family... Gabber. Gabber, the Gabber family, which is actually a genre of hardcore EDM music. Womp, 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 womp. Anyway, uh, so the Gabor family happened to be visiting Austin and were on their way up to the observation deck. Whitman heard the family approaching and fired down the stairwell with a shotgun. So basically, the this family, because... The security guards were told to 
barricade the elevator, make sure nobody else goes up, right? But the people that are already well, up. Well, yeah, the, the these, people already up are fucked. Exactly. These people were already up there. Like, as the security guards were going down the elevator okay. to, like, stop people, these people were coming out of the elevator coming up. So it was a shitty situation for them. And so these guys like are walking up being all loud, like, Oh yeah, this is great. Like I was here last year and da 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 blah 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 blah. Yeah, I'm yeah, I mutually masturbated and we came off the edge of the building and my cum splattered on the face of somebody down below so hard that it blinded them. I think her name was Shelly. Shelly Miscavige. That's where she was. Wait, this is in the 60s. Never mind. She might still been alive. Like a kid. Anyways. Anyway. So, he, uh, he, he hears the Gabor family coming, right? And they actually, uh, two of the guys, or the, the, the two sons, Mike and Mark, uh, they end up trying to slip past the desk that uh, Charles had placed in front of the stairwell. And as they were doing so, that's when Charles fired down, and with a shotgun, he had sawed off the he had sawed off the barrel of the shotgun, and he fired, hitting Mike in the shoulder, and hitting Mark in the head, killing him instantly. Um, the rest of the family was able to escape down the stairwell and call for help. So at eleven forty eight a.m. Charles Whitman began firing from the observation deck 231 feet above the ground and the UTA campus erupted into chaos. Now think about this though. The security guards actions of barricading the fucking uh, the elevators they helped him out. They blocked access to get to him. True. Because if they blocked access from people coming down, then they were blocking access from people going up. Well, I'm sure if the cops came in and were like, hey, we're going to take this elevator, they'd be like, yeah, sure, go ahead. Which, that actually does bring up a very good question. Because in the movie, all throughout the shooting, like, nobody is going up into the tower, right? Because they're all scrambling around on the ground. All the cops are outside. All the people are outside. All of this shit ha- is happening outside. There were security guards inside the building the whole time. Now, the problem with this is... Those were they armed security guards, though? Is he didn't have 300... 300- I mean, it's Texas, so yeah, they probably were. He didn't have 360 degrees of visibility from one point. Well, not from one point, but it's it's kind of a... It's an observation deck, so you can walk around yeah. the tower, and you have full visibility from there. Yeah. So he actually... So he not only had visibility of a large portion of the campus... But he also had visibility of a stretch of Main Street in like downtown Austin, and uh, so he would he would he was shooting shops and people walking on the Main Street too. So it wasn't just college students; he was shooting everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, this basically erupted into fucking chaos. The first person to be shot was 18-year-old Claire Wilson who was eight months pregnant at the time. Remember, we had mentioned the eight-month pregnant woman and her unborn child. She was actually the first to die. 
So the bullet hits her in the abdomen, killing her and her unborn child basically instantly. This might be a typo. I'm pretty sure it's a typo. Or it might be a cover-up. So in my research, I found that, like I had mentioned, Charles Whitman began firing at 11.48 a.m. However, it is reported that Claire Wilson was shot in the abdomen at 11.47 a.m., a full minute before Whitman actually began firing. Hmm. So, was Charles Whitman a scapegoat who was hired to begin firing on people at the exact same time that Claire Wilson was to be murdered by an assassin who was hired to kill her because somebody did not want that child to be born? I'm sorry, people. We, we, I, I apologize for this rant. We do not support this theory. I support this theory. It was a typo, dude. It was back in 19 it's fucking... It's a conspiracy. 1960-something. It's Everybody's conspiracy. clocks weren't the same. Conspiracy. Stop touching my titties. Anyway. Next slide. Only if you tell me to. I, I just did. I said stop touching my titties. Now, for the next 96 minutes... I'm going to do it, Dad. The normally stretched... Town of Austin girls resemble the war zone of gang bangs and (laughs) okay. So let's be legit here, people. Um, Should we be legit? Too legit to quit. Too legit. Too legit to quit. Bro, there's so many jars, I don't even know. I just grab a random one and fucking go for it. Um, So, anyways, you know, like I said, I believe it was fucking a typo or something. It was back in the 60s. We didn't have fucking iPhones where everybody had the same time on their clocks. Everybody was, you know, Mm -hmm. set up a little different. Mm -hmm. Seconds were different. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, but for... Claire Williams, or Claire Wilson, Wilson Williams, whatever... Claire was murdered, and He's everybody drunk. else. Everybody else was just. He's drunk. Shh, no, I'm not. I mean, I'm. I'm a He's little, got two white claws in front of him. He took like five <laughs> shots when we were downstairs. I'm. I'm a little drunk. But hey, in, in last week's episode, I channeled my inner Soviet. Was well, sober it person? Sober it? No, Soviet. <laughs> I channeled my inner Soviet oh, so you, and I got, so you got hammered. So you got vodka. I should have. Anyways, um, now for the next 96 minutes, the normal peaceful and quiet stretch of Austin more resembled a war zone than a city in Texas. Bullets rained down from the tower of waves. Raining blood! And several locals Slayer. grabbed their rifles and joined the police in returning yeah, fire. Yeah, no, so, and in the movie... You gotta love fucking well, Texas. It's fucking Texas. That's the thing, is everybody has a gun in Texas, right? But he so, had the perfect no, advantage. He, so, he, he had high ground. No, no, but he, here's, the, here's the one of the funny things in the movie. Like I mentioned, like, the bad acting. So there's one scene where one of the cops shows up, and he, like, jumps into the line with all the other cops that are shooting up at the tower, and he goes... Where did all these people come from with all these guns? Bro, it's Texas. Everybody Six-year-olds have guns. Yep. 
So just like in Russia, where six-year-olds have vodka bottles and cigarettes. Anyway, no, so, uh, Ramiro Ray Martinez was off duty when he heard of the attack and rushed to the scene. And it would actually be Ray, along with a fellow officer, Houston McCoy, who would finally would make which sounds like an action movie hero, Houston McCoy. But uh, so uh, so Ray Martinez was actually you know just a normal like beat cop, right? And he in the movie. They kind of like portray him as this like torn character where he's like super emotional and like, oh, life, life message. Yeah. And, and so, no, but so like he, he gets passed up for a promotion for Sergeant and like his wife's pregnant. And so like he was really counting on this fucking promotion and like, so he's like, oh, I didn't get promoted. And so like he didn't get promoted. And so then he's like. At home, barbecuing, and then he hears on the radio about this fucking sniper attack, and he's like, shit, I gotta go down there. He's a Texan, he's got a firearm. Well, and he it's just also, he's like, he's a cop, and like, whether he's on duty, off duty, like, that was his natural instinct, it's like, I gotta go. And so he, he suits up, he boots up, and he gets out there, right? And so like, he works his way, slowly but surely, he works his way to the tower, while meanwhile, Houston McCoy, and uh, I actually didn't mention him, but uh, there was a, a civilian. Uh, he was a, a local bookstore employee and uh, a, reti- uh, a former Air Force veteran. Uh, so there was a, a bookstore employee who happened to have a rifle at the time, and he was just kind of sitting there with his gun. And the cops came up, and he was like, I know a way into the tower. Like, if you can get me there, I can show you the way. They they find this guy, and he, he leads them into the tower. So it's Houston McCoy. and Houston co- McCoy here. Yeah, Houston McCoy. And a couple of other officers, and then this... this uh, you know who should have fucking done the documentary? Morgan Freeman. Actually, you know what's really weird? Uh, is... So the movie, the narrator that does it kind of sounds like Antonio Banderas. <laughs> He's like, so Charles Whitman, he wanted to kill people. So he opened fire. And it's just like, now it's kind of sexy. Like you just made this sexy. You put a Spanish accent on anything and it's sexy. Anyway. So... What? Your hand's awful close to my ass, good sir. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about touching it. Anyways. <laughs> so they get to the top of the tower, finally. And and that is another thing that the cops did, is they like they worked their way up the tower, and they escorted survivors out. So they were like helping people <laughs> get out. bad guys on their way up. Well, no, there was only one bad guy. Oh, my God. So... In the movie, there's this lieutenant, right? Lieutenant, damn! No, so, but there's this lieutenant, and he's like, the whole time, he's like, no, we need to figure out who this man is so we can talk him down. And, like, he's trying to, like, go about it, like, forensically or, like, whatever, like, you know. 
Like, he's like, oh, you know, like, if we find his weak spots, we can talk him down and he'll come down peacefully and whatever. So the entire movie, this guy is running around trying to figure out who the killer is, why he's doing it. He figures out that he killed his mom. He figures out that he killed his wife. He finds this, like, this, uh, this priest that he had basically confessed to. And so the second he shows up and is like, I found out who he is. And he's got, got the bullhorn to talk to him. The cops like, we got him and he's dead. He's already dead. So this fucking Lieutenant ran around and did this shit for no goddamn reason. Like, I'm sorry for that fool. Like his job sucked. Where were we? Going up the tower. Yeah, they got to the top of the tower. They would eventually kill Charles, Charles Whit- Joseph Whitman the third. Yeah, the third, the third. But so in the movie, they 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 really draw this scene Fuck, out. Dude. Like they really draw the scene out. Like they get up to the top of the stairs, right? And they go to open the door, and the the hand truck is in front of the door. So it falls and makes a noise. So Charles Whitman is like, oh shit, they're coming for me. And then the cop's like, oh shit, he knows we're here. So the cop goes one way and the Air Force veteran dude goes the other way. And they're like creeping around the wall, creeping around the wall, creeping around the wall. Like I said, they really draw this scene out. And then all of a sudden this dude comes up behind the cop and you're like, oh shit, he's behind you. Don't, don't, no. And then it's another cop. It's Houston McCoy. Houston. Houston McCoy. So Houston McCoy comes around the corner. Basically, they they fucking, they finally killed him. And after they killed him, they were almost taken out by people on the ground who kept shooting up at the tower because they heard the gunfire and didn't know that it was over. You know. This this went on to become the deadliest mass shooting by a lone gunman, like I said, like we had mentioned earlier, uh, for the next 18 years before being replaced by the San Ysidro McDonald's Massacre, which actually took place at a McDonald's in San Diego, California. How many people to kill? Um... 19 killed, 20-something other wounded. So, yeah, that is a higher body count, technically. But didn't fucking Charles Whitman wound more people? Oh, yeah, he wounded 31. But, so, this, like, this was honestly not only one of the the deadliest mass shootings by a lone gunman, but this, this was one of the first ones to unfold live like over the over the media like the radio was reporting on it as it was happening the the news, gunman shooting from the, the te- no, university exact, of exact, texas Austin exactly the, Tower. The, the news stations were there as it was happening and that's where we get the famous picture that we used for the the title slide where you see the tower through a bullet hole in the glass that's because these reporters were risking their lives to get the shots, to get the story, to get to get into the action. And uh but like I think the the real heroes here were obviously Ray 
Martinez, uh, Houston fucking Houston McCoy, McCoy Houston McCoy, and uh, I can't remember his name, but uh, the uh, the bookstore employee who was an Air Force veteran, he was obviously a very crucial part of this story. Because without him, like, those other cops would never have made it into the tower. And then Ray Martinez would have been on his own. And the aftermath of this would be felt in Austin for years to come. Oh, yeah. In fact, the the university, the university kind of took a stance of silence on the issue. Like, they never made an official statement. Um, there was never any kind of, uh, like a memorial service held by the university. There were, there were memorials and like other things. Um, also Martinez and McCoy were granted, uh, the, uh, the medal of honor. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that was kind of cool. They, oh, and uh, so McCoy or Martinez, remember he had been passed up for his sergeants. He got his sergeant. No, no, he actually went on to become a Texas Ranger. Oh shit! Yeah, so he he went to Waco and burned that place to the ground. Way to go, Ray! Yeah, fucking Ray! Yeah, fucking prick! I'm sorry, Ray. I don't know if you were there. If you weren't there, I'm sorry. But if you were there, fuck you. You killed innocent people. Anywho. Um, but yeah, no, so like the the aftermath was felt for years in Austin and throughout the country. And uh like I said, this was like the big the first big mass murder, the ma- the first big televised or rate broadcasted one. So it, it definitely had a, a big impact on the country. But yeah. Um so that that was um Shit, that was it. You can find us on all of your social media at Dab to Death, unless you're on Instagram, then it's at Dab to Death Podcast. Thank you for listening to Dab to Death. We really do appreciate it. Be sure to leave a comment about what you guys would like to listen to. Don't next. drive drunk. Yeah, don't drive drunk. Don't, uh, don't. Murder a bunch of people from a tower. And uh, don't don't crowd rush the stage and kill like eight people. At Taylor Swift concerts. Oh my god. Could you imagine if that <laughs> ha- happened at a Taylor Swift concert? I could just picture Taylor Swift on the stage too. Just being like, oh my god, guys, stop. All these little girls right up there. Stop. Well, this. I'm gonna it's take. Make I'm gonna take care of this. This this breakdown. Um, you guys well, have a wonderful no night. Breakdown. There is. Anyway, you know. So, uh, like I said, next week we will figure out what the fuck we're gonna do, and we'll let you guys know on our social media. Other than that, uh, if you guys have an idea for an episode that you really want to hear, hit us up at feedback at dabdeath.com. If we've messed up anything within this week's episode and we need to make a correction, again, hit us up. Feedback at dabdadath.com. Other than that, we're looking for a goddamn intern. I'm looking at you, motherfucker. You know who you are. And uh, so hit us up at ghosthost at dabdadath.com. Other than that, 
have a good week. And, have a uh, very dabbable day. Yeah, <laughs> a dabbable day. Yes, have a dabbable day and be careful because you never know when you might get dabbed to death. Champagne wishes and dabbable dreams. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds amazing. So uh, this is Dick and I'm saying deuces. And this is Nick and I'm saying nooses. Oh no. I'm saying goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>